On this episode of Track Limits, a Netflix review and a Russian preview. Plus, Harrison wants to train with Danny Rick. Don't get a three-place grid penalty. Listen up. This is the Track Limits Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Track Limits. My name is Taylor. I'm joined here, as always, by my friend, Harrison. Yo. Harrison, I want to appreciate your patience with me starting a little bit later today, uh, just because... I had to deal with an HOA meeting, got a migraine. These are all personal problems that you now have to listen to me complain about. And everybody listening at home has to hear me complain about, too. Yeah, but other people have those problems, too. You're not the only one. And well, it'll help it, people relate to you that you also are going through those problems. That I am human. And I have yes. to I have to deal with those situ, uh, you know, this situation. But that's okay. Uh, great show for you today because it is a race week. And we can talk about the upcoming Russian Grand Prix. We both watched the Schumacher documentary now available on Netflix. If you haven't watched that, we're going to talk about that second so you can uh, skip ahead. Spoiler alert. If you're listening uh, to this just for our take on it, skip ahead. If you're, yeah, and in all, you know, in all actuality, if you're a Formula One fan, you've probably already watched the Schumacher documentary. And if not, shame on you. Highly recommend. Maybe. You know, I recommend. I wouldn't say highly recommend. Oh my gosh, is that a preview of my review? Oh, um, I guess we'll find and, out. And then Harrison has some uh, things he wants to talk about regarding uh, personal training with Daniel Ricardo. And then our top five, which in our we top will select five. live on air yet again. I know, and uh, I got the Met Gala one last week, so I cannot wait to hear what Harrison has picked for us this week. Oh yes. Anywho. Uh, Harrison, you want to start with a preview of the Russian Grand Prix that's coming up this weekend? Yeah, interesting stat for everybody. Uh, Mercedes has not lost the Russian Grand Prix in 108 years. They are undefeated in 108 years of the Russian Grand Prix. Uh, Exactly. Granted, there was about a hundred and... Uh, how, how many years was it? 102 year span where it wasn't held. But hey, they haven't ever <laughs> lost the Russian Grand Prix. 108 years. So seven, I, I guess it's seven in a row at this point. I What I have written down is Mercedes has won every single race in Sochi since 2014, which was the first race. Yeah. And so I'm going to go ahead. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and mark out that since you stole my thunder for that. Sorry. And sorry, then you, for, you left out the 1913 race. 13 and 14, I think, is it? That wasn't really under it wasn't Formula, One. Formula 1, but it was a Russian Grand Prix. Now, here's another fun fact. Four of the races since 2014 have been a 1-2 finish for Mercedes as well. With Valtteri having won two, the most recent one, last year's, where he was P1, followed by Max at P2, and Lewis at P3, and Lewis was 22 seconds behind Valtteri, and everyone below P10 was lapped in 2020. So that's what kind wow. of race where you could see a this boring coming race. weekend. <laughs> that's what we got. But Lewis Hamilton does have the fastest lap from 2019 with a 135.761. Yeah, it seems seems to be a pretty unanimous thought that it's going to be Mercedes dominance yet yet again this week. Most likely. Uh, would be uh, nice to see somebody challenge i I can see i can't see it being like a not close race between the top three but will a fourth person step up that's the question um i'm very excited about this i think i mentioned in a when we did our top races we like to see that i mentioned sochi because i 
like the layout because technically you could say it's almost like a street circuit just because they've used the roads around the Olympic Park to build this stadium. They use those original roads um, or stadium, excuse me, track or that was around the Olympic Stadium. Um, specifically, um, something that's very unique is it's turn three. That is just kind of a big half circle, a sweeping left turn, if you will. Flat out. So, or right turn. Left, right. One of those it's turns, it goes in. Okay, good. It's a left. It's a left. Good. I'm making sure. You got the chicane uh, and then the long. Long thing. turn around the former Olympic torch slash big fountain there that's going off during it. I don't know. I think it looks really cool. Sad. I think we only get one more race there uh, in 2022, and then it's moving. So enjoy to Sochi while it lasts. Updated track, though. Yes. So uh, anyway. Harrison. All right, let's say this. Who 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 do you think outside of Mercedes and Max Verstappen, who do you predict will have the best weekend? Uh Ferrari has a good track record at this. Track literal literal track record. Um Do they really but, uh, have the track record? No, they don't. But I did oh. see that they have finished <laughs> oh. they had they had a previous um where Mercedes finished P1. There was one time where they did finish uh, P2 and P3. I believe Sebastian Vettel said. So um, we will we'll see. I mean, I don't I don't know. I'd like to see think that McLaren hey, is they running say off the side. Say it Another might be raining. Another raining it's flooded was... right now. So, is it really? <laughs> yeah, there's part. Of, I think it's Formula Two shared a picture today where the their paddock was flooded. So it's been wow. raining. Uh, hopefully that clears up a little bit. We don't want uh, another spa. So um, something that uh, I think was interesting, the Schumacher documentary, um, I'm this feeds into it. This is not my review, but talked about how a lot of Michael Schumacher's um, championships, not a lot of them, I should say, but a couple of them finished where it came down to the last race to determine who would be the world champion. And we are getting a little bit of a title fight now, only five points separating Lewis and Max. Um, Max obviously going to be, has been handed a three-place grid penalty. I have not seen anything if he's going to take the new engine just because he has the penalty. Um, but definitely some stakes, especially as this is, as you've mentioned, Mercedes very domin- dominant at this track. So a chance for them to uh, make up some ground. Yeah, I uh, until we I came started to come on the air here, I totally forgot that Max had the three place penalty from last week. But um, saying that, I mean it, that makes the door wide open because who's to say he can pass three cars on track at mm-hmm. Sochi? So maybe we do have a back to back McLaren podium, or as you say, Ferrari. Or maybe even somebody like Aston Martin gets Aston in there. Aston Martin. Oh, look at that. Lance Stroll or Seb? Um, I will not answer such a terrible question. Mm, okay. I'm just so kidding. Obviously, Lance, Seb. Lance Stroll. Interesting. Oh, Seb. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yes, obviously, Seb. Okay. We love well, Seb. I will. Um, sorry, I was going to do like a smart list thing. And um, let me let me disconnect Lawrence real quick. I had him on the air. Oh, me, oh we have a special me, guest. Let oh, me no. disconnect him. Oh, no. And, oh, he's already gone. Cool. Um, 
but yeah, I thought it was, int- I think it's interesting you mentioned the um, coming down to the last race made me think of the uh, time where he, Schumacher turned into Damon Hill, uh, <laughs> which then, banned. which I thought was what you kind of were insinuating about how they, which made me think about how they've been wrecking a lot. So what if they come down to the last race and they wreck each other, Senna pro style, and somebody just wins because they wrecked. I feel like that's kind of the fight we're in for. I mean, there's only uh, eight races left. They wreck Maybe each they other have... with, you know, with um, Lando's strong finishes. Somehow he gets to the front and it's just enough points. Somehow the points work <laughs> out wins. that he, he steals a championship away. It's not going to happen, folks. I mean, he'd have, I think he'd have to win a few races in there. Um, there was something funny. Um, speaking of these logistics, somebody on the uh, internet <laughs> did the math <laughs> somebody on the internet said this um did the math to see <laughs> based on the previous race how nikita mazepin would have to finish to win the world championship and how everybody else would have to finish what's that um, everybody dnf and him win every race max would need to dnf um which happened but he would also need to come in first so unfortunately i believe nikita mazepin has been eliminated Dag. from contention Dag. this year hey, speaking uh, of dnfs did you see that have you seen that stat where it's like if i don't know if it's real or not but where when verstappen wears the flat bill cap he yes I did. every time if he if he needs to All wear the times. curved bill absolutely yeah, he's won or fin- he's finished on the podium every time he hasn't won it so but i think that's just like his racing style is win it or bin it so Maybe it's coincidence. Maybe win it's it, not. Win it or bin it. I love it. That's so going to be a title knows. of another one. Let me write that down on my Amazon Basics uh, legal pad. Oh, hey, Amazon makes some good stuff. There you go. Um, also, yeah, we'll be on Bill Watch. And we'll know based off that. We'll know in two days from recording this. Less than 48 hours away from knowing whether or not Max Verstappen will DNF or finish on the podium. It's amazing. Which, if he, if he's going to finish on the podium, I'm assuming, which, the best he can start is fourth if he doesn't take the second penalty. But the chances of him getting pole at a Mercedes dominant track, which never say never, but probably starting fifth or sixth on Sunday. Slightly, probably a slim chance of being on the podium depending on the start of the race. Yeah. Um, I just he could pull a Carlos signs and just not turn right soon enough and run into the wall and DNF. <laughs> now fix the engine. Yeah, then then might as well take the penalty. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Cool. I don't know what else there is to say about the Russian Grand <laughs> Prix. I mean, we're we're ten minutes. We can try in. to make it sound exciting, but I mean, it's going to be a, it, probably it be a boring race. Such a Mercedes dominant. Typically track. is flat track, but uh, I just mean, a couple hard braking zones. Here's to hoping that maybe we're proved wrong. Maybe Lando so, will give us a shocker. He's our only yeah, hope. That'd be at great. This point. So are you putting man money on Lando? No, I don't. Are, you, are you going? Are you going, Lewis? I'm saying that Valtteri Bottas wins the race. I'm literally looking at a headline that says "Driving better than ever." Bottas driving better than ever. Is that what? T- that's an that's article Toto about said. Toto said. Yeah. 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 Well, mm. of course he is. Of course he is. As soon as he's <laughs> gone. 
Speaking of uh, him, I do have a quick question regarding that. Um, regarding Toto or Valtteri? Uh, no, Valtteri. So, okay. who do you think his teammate's going to be? Uh, At Alfa Romeo, I should say, for those of you who are... Well, I was told that... Oh, God, I just broke my thumb in half. I was told <laughs> that uh, Antonio Giovinazzi would know his future after three races, and it's been three races, and, and does he know his future? Because we don't. It would two, be nice to know. Two of those races didn't count. Well, one, one didn't count. Did. One. Did I'm going to do a quick Google me. search real quick, and... Then I'll tell you my answer. Uh, because the last I heard was uh, Guan Yu Zhu was over at tipped, he's Alpine's junior it. driver, right? Yeah, and I, you know what? I'm gonna say they keep Antonio Giovinazzi. As much as I would like to see, you know, somebody new come in, Nick DeVries, maybe Robert Schwartzman. Somebody who's won a championship come in and get the chance. Uh, I think Antonio Giovinazzi's shown some promise this year. He's had some unfortunate accidents that were totally his fault. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think they probably keep him, to be honest. I can't, I don't know. Unless they bring in Zoo, like the last I heard, I'm going to say we just get a shock Giovinazzi announcement well i guess Watch we will see i'm always wrong i've not got one prediction right yet i know harrison makes harrison's predictions are like hey the i'll flat say bill. i did say what if alex albon gets a williams c and you laughed it off but look at us now no i laughed at i laughed at it saying how right you were yeah that's, saying, that's yeah, what that, it was that's, that's that was, what it was i was like <laughs> you're like i know something what you a know. great uh, idea very smart yeah, I'm sure that's what it was listen yeah but hey does here's the real question about speaking of alex albon does alex albon wear red bull on his helmet um no (laughs) he might have to is that part of his contractual obligations with them well i guess because he's still a red bull driver when carlos Sainz first went on your google do your google thing and uh when Carlos Sainz first went, first went to Renault, he had a Red Bull helmet because he was still a part of the Red Bull program. Speaking of Red Bull, I just want to say one other thing. I'm tired of this crap talking about. Yeah, Gasly could come drive. Uh, yeah, I saw drive that. for Red Bull again. Uh, They're not going to do that. S- stop. And if if you're Pierre <laughs> Gasly, I don't think you want to do that. No, honestly, like I like Max Verstappen and he's a great driver, but he just seems like he would be the worst teammate ever. And I don't mean that as in like he's a bad teammate. I'm just saying as him being your teammate and having to be the person you compete against, whether you're in the best car or not, he's always going to get the preferential treatment. And Red Bull has been known to kind of pick an A and a B driver. Mm-hmm. So he, it's always going to be tailored towards him. And he is an incredible driver. So you're going to, which I guess when you make it to that level, obviously you want to compete against the best, but. I just feel like you're always going to be second in the eyes of your team. So that's got to be even harder than being Lewis's teammate, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think Pierre would want to do it. I don't, I don't know that he would want to go back to that team after what they did. Because I would assume a lot of his motivation at AlphaTauri is to beat Red Bull, even though technically he is Red Bull. Red Bull. But I would say he's trying to beat them, and that is a large chip on his shoulder. 
all the best to Gasly. He's doing very well. I, I just thought Gasly. that was uh, an interesting headline to see, to say the least. Uh, any other news you want to say, Harrison, before we move on to our Schumacher review when we're 15 minutes into this podcast? Hey, it's a short, it's an off week, essentially. Yeah, it is an off week. Short week, not a lot happening. Eight races to go, maybe seven. Have they decided about Turkey yet? I don't think so. I have not seen anything about they Turkey got yet. so short. I guess they have two weeks to decide if we're going or not. Uh, they're going. Come on. Yeah, they are. They'll they'll make it happen. But yeah, no yeah. no no other things. Uh I obviously we look forward to it because it's a race week and we love race ink. But uh we love race and <laughs> it's at eight AM, which I like a little bit better. Nine AM is kinda of that for me, I don't know about you, but nine AM is like a tough time because it's like you wake up a little before and then you kinda gotta want to start going and doing things around then but 8 a.m is like that time where you can wake up have your coffee sit in front of the tv for a little bit as you wake up drinking your coffee watching the race and then it's over at 9 30 you can start your day yes you can still make it to church and not feel bad exactly if you go to church so (laughs) yeah that's about all i gotta say you know 8 a.m sunday looking forward to it well we'll see enjoy see if we get another um norm title moment normal qualifying which is very i don't know as we've discussed very optimal for us we enjoy the regular qualifying it's on saturday friday is just practice and then practice again and then the race and 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 no no practice in between qualifying and racing and then friday is also um the day that the iphone 13 is released the iPhone 13 houses the most advanced camera system ever developed for a smartphone. Do you think your, they'd sponsor Apple? Ad? <laughs> do you think they'd sponsor us if I started no. saying things like this? No, no shot. No, this is. They just... get their. Hey, are you gonna are you gonna get the 13? Because if you do, hey, that's a good start for our cinematic YouTube page. It is already. It is pre-ordered. It'll be here on Friday. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna have an nice. iPhone party if you want to come over on Friday to look at my phone. I mean, <laughs> it might make me a little envious since I just got a 12. See, you just trade that in. No. No, okay. no, no. Well, folks, keep listening, and he'll be able to get a new iPhone every year. Yeah. Well, I mean, With I guess I could do free that podcast. now, but it would, mm. if I could do it now, it would change my payment. But Gloat, gloat, gloat. Yes. That wasn't a gloat. That was just, a, that's how it works. You can financially make that work, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about the Schumacher documentary. Speaking of financially making things work, I don't know why that that was just that's to do fake with transition documentaries, fake transition for you. So uh, the Michael Schumacher documentary titled Schumacher is now out on Netflix. I watched it over this past weekend. You watched it when it first came out and gave your opinion on it. Um. What did you think? Well, what are your first thoughts? My first thoughts are, this is going somewhere, follow me. You know when you're on the internet and you see something that you know something about. Somebody's talking about something you know something about. You don't have to know a whole lot about it. Maybe just dabble. So if I went in and, I mean, if you're on Reddit and there's somebody talking about accounting 
and you're like, hey, this guy said something wrong about accounting and I know accounting. They're obviously wrong, so it makes you feel like you second guess everything else they say. I had this feeling with the documentary a little bit because I felt like I, I knew enough about Michael Schumacher to be like, you know, you learn things from it, but also I'm curious why certain things were left out. For instance, it went to his win at Ferrari in 2000. And we just fast forward where he won the next four years. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like it never even happened, never even discussed. They didn't even, And then it just fast forwards from his 2000 Ferrari and his 2010 debut with Mercedes, where yeah, he was just weird. excited where he just wanted to drive. I was like, what about a 102, What did he do in his retirement? Nothing. Yeah, nothing about his retirement. It's like, this is terrible. It's like they want to fast forward to his condition now. Which, well, yeah, I'll, I'll let you finish. Which, which I understand people want to know. Because he obviously has not been seen since his terrible mm-hmm. accident. And the updates on him are wildly all over the place from where he's, you know... Almost no, nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything. And the people so, that do know something don't so say anything. It's like it wanted to get to that part when it was supposed to be a celebration of a person. I think it did do that. I think it could have been even more of a celebration of a person. Um, I get it a movie, I think... Honestly, with Netflix, I'd have been fine if it was a series. And it just went through early days, then beginning with Formula One, the Ferrari days could be another one, and then maybe make a shorter episode if you want to talk about later years, maybe when he goes to Mercedes, and then to present day. Um, yeah, I, I, I also agree with that, because I thought that as well. I just felt I felt like it went to the end, which I guess a lot of people, and I saw this again online where people are commenting or tweeting or putting on Reddit or whatever, that they wanted to get an update. And I feel like the update that we received from the family, understandably, they want his, they're obviously care about his privacy. It was framed throughout the entire documentary that Michael Schumacher was a shy person, didn't like to like the spotlight completely understandable if that made him seem like a jerk to some people that's just how he was he didn't it did a good job portraying that's not what michael schumacher wanted to be or do and again i don't blame for that i think he were it's he's just a competitor which all these formula one drivers are they're competitors he wanted to compete that's what he was there to do um and it, it just felt like that it was being built up to the privacy he wanted during his racing career is the privacy he now, his family is now giving him. I believe his wife even said that um, near the final moments of the, the um, documentary. But I think what, I don't know. I've talked a little bit before I get into that. How about you give your first opinions as well? Because I gave my full opinions. Yeah, no, 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 no. I agree with some of that. Um, But yeah, for me, growing up with my dad, like, and a lot of it is because it was a connection I shared with my dad of 
waking up to watch Michael Schumacher. We have, like I told you, I have, which I think I said on the podcast, like I have all the die casts of him at Ferrari. My dad has all the hats that he had. We went to in, to see him in 2006 in what we thought would probably be his last <clears throat> U.S. Grand Prix. It ended up not being, but, you know, saw a win. Ty Jeff Gordon, another hero of mine's record at Indianapolis. So grew up, grew up every Sunday morning getting up and well not every sunday morning obviously but every race sunday morning watching him cheering him on and then so like that like that was a big part of my childhood and then obviously the accident happens and i have and i I, this is a true statement that almost every year at some point i'm reminded of hey i wonder how he's doing so i google it and it's nothing so what you said about the you know fans really wanted to know the update on the condition like that was a lot of what i was hoping for was there's maybe here at some point in this there's going to be some sort of insight into hey you know this is how he's doing this is what's going on and I think there was a little bit you know uh, multiple times they were saying like you know Michael's here maybe not the Michael we all know but he's here with us and we get to we still get to share time with him Uh, which I, I think was good enough to an extent to like let people know like hey he's okay but at the same time it's like obviously that's really sad because it's like our worst fear of you know he's alive but does he even remember any of this which then got my thought like what if this is all just like a they want to show him this and give him a little bit of a glimpse into like if he can even comprehend it we don't know but like hey this is what you were maybe this brings back some memories to you uh but yeah the whole thing was like framed as like behind the scenes, never before seen, new video released, insight into the man that you thought maybe not what he was or something like that. And I, you watch it and it's like, okay, yeah, here's some videos from some parties, but you let, you've rushed, like I felt like it rushed through everything. It was like, oh, here's his debut, now his first win, now his first championship, now his four championships. We're not going to give you any behind the scenes into that. Um, Oh, but now it's up to current date. You know, it was almost like there was like no behind the scenes, which I, I, I guess they're, I get it. They don't want to all put out there, but there was a little bit where it was, um, like I even saw a tweet today that was like talking about the bad boys of formula one or as an article. Mm-hmm. And they talked about Michael being like this, like robot of PR and never being the life of the party. But then I think that, documentary kind of showed the opposite of that like he was he enjoyed having fun so there was a little bit but i just expected a ton of behind the scenes i've never seen this before here's a new look on it so i was i was disappointed in that um yes and i it just felt like again i think this goes back to when you're in a documentary and you're stuck on time limits, which again, I don't understand with Netflix because you feel like they would turn it into a a series series on in no time. I mean, it just, it felt like it was constantly hitting fast forward, fast forward to, um, Oh, here he is. Here he is starting. Here he is starting formula three. And now he's in formula one. And, um, Senna has his accident and, Oh, Michael was behind him and trying to, playoff that which i I did think that was cool to an extent but then it was like okay well now give us something else that you know happened after that and then it just you know it 
fast forwards to the it, it just it kept it it felt like there was no rhythm to it yeah i told it, you i texted you when i first started watching and told you like i said like this this definitely has like an in memoriam feel to it where yes. it was like here's some high points of his life and let's just remember those which was sad and the end was very touching like some of the things that mick was saying like almost bring tears to your eyes where it's like wow okay like it it very it really like humanized the whole situation of you know here's this hero this guy best ever and then here's his son who's following in his footsteps but they kind of go through the same struggle of me or you or whoever yeah i i don't know i mean i mean i've been jotting it down now if i how i would re-edit this i mean they have to there's so much footage on Michael Schumacher, you have to get. Um, they interviewed so many people involved with his life. I was thinking, you know, episode one, his start of his career to his entry into F1. Episode two, his first championships. Episode three, he goes to Ferrari, and does he still have it? And then he gets five after that. You can even split that up into two. Um, and then the final episode go to... Well, you could even have the going, Mercedes days. Yeah, go to Mercedes days. And then, then, then now, like his family now. And now, and focus on how Mick is carrying on the Schumacher legacy going into Formula One. Yeah, I so agree with that. I just, you yeah. know, I won't sit here and say what their budget, I don't know their budget, I don't know this stuff, I don't know what Netflix offered them, but with all the marketing that Netflix has put into it, I really think if they'd have said, hey, let's make this a series... They could. I, I think it might have been the family just. It could have been. Wanted to, but absolutely. You know, it, it did make me as critical as I might be about it. It did make me respect them even more no, than I already it, did. And then, like the the part, I'm really glad that they put Mick in it. And this was a thought that I had was like, me and my dad grew up watching Michael, and now if I'm lucky enough to have a son, maybe me and him will grow. He'll grow up with me watching Mick. And then, you know, continue the cycle. So I think that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it was well done. Big Mick Sh- uh, I was already a Mick Schumacher fan. Even more so now. Yeah, you seem like a good kid. Haas, get your merchandise online and maybe I'll buy some Mick stuff. <laughs> buy some Schumacher Cause that, stuff. Because all I can do right now is get some Kevin Magnuson discount polos. Yeah, we need some MSC stuff. Maybe it's on there now. I'll, I'll search that. And look. Here, let me look while you're... Why yeah, we, go ahead. Let me sit here. Hoss F1 apparel. It has been, I believe, six weeks oh, since we this was discussed. Shop F1 team store. I think the actual Formula One store has some stuff. We got some team polos on here. Let me see if they're in stock before I say that. Yeah, I'm banned from the Formula One store. Oh, so hey, we're, we're back in stock, boys. Oh, are we? Yeah, I actually right. kind of like oh. this polo. It's kind of cool. Let me see if you that. got. Oh, wait, to-do we only list. have, like, three things on here. Uh-huh. It's not a very extensive catalog. Let me look mm-hmm. at fanware. No search results. Gene, how oh, do you no. expect to put right, the yeah, money it's... into your 2022 car if you can't even get yeah. your merchandise out there? We got four things available. A cap, a polo, a half zip, and a women's polo. Now, are those driver-specific or team-specific? There's just team and there's only one color of each, one type of each. Um, and it's $85 for a polo. So, no thanks. 
Oh, so Amazon, Amazon's got some stuff. Oh, we got things on Amazon too. Okay. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's probably secondhand stuff. It's all old. Okay, hold on. Let me look at the... I'm on the official F1 store, and it's just whatever. They just pull it from Hoss. Hold on. Hold on. We're good. Mick Schumacher has his own shop. Oh, does he? Yes, nice. he does. Mick Schumacher Collection. Oh, look. They got this helmet, too. Look at that. It's a only... A tribute helmet or just a normal helmet? It's a, it's a miniature helmet. It's a, not a tribute. It's everything's in euros. <laughs> Convert it. Here's a Mick. You got a Mick Schumacher hoodie that says racing is a state of mind on the back. So there you go. Just give me something that says MSC on it. Oh, they do have the, oh, that's the Michael Schumacher helmet. JK. All right. Anyways, we're so, sidetracked. Support Mick Schumacher. Because he seems go get me incredibly nice genuine t-shirt. and a nice guy. It's a weird logo. And we but... wish him the best. And we are all rooting for him every time. I'm going to buy me a t-shirt. It's $25. Yes. He's going he's gonna to go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, right here on the air, we are supporting That's not true. I'm not Mick right Schumacher. Now. Okay. Off the air, we're going to support Schumacher. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway. Um, Moving still, on. Still, uh, back to Netflix, I would say it is still worth watching. Um, obviously, if you're a Formula One fan, even if you're not, um, I think it is a pretty decent documentary. I've been very critical of it, I know. but um, Especially it, if you're it, a newer it, it fan get, and you don't know a lot about the history of Formula One, I think it covered a lot of stuff. It, I will just say it gives a lot of insight into um, Michael Schumacher, but it will leave you wanting more. And when you read up on Michael Schumacher, you'll realize he was even more than what was presented in this documentary. Yep. So that is my opinion on it, and that is our Netflix review. Harrison, what do you got? What do you mean? What do I For got? For our top five. Oh, I thought we were going into the training with Danny Ricks. Second oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I even teased that at the beginning. Yeah, um, Harrison texted me. And said, "This this is going to be an unedited episode, ladies and gentlemen. We're we're trying. Yeah, we to went out of order there. It wasn't. So on we the, went out of order. To be fair, it wasn't on the the, the outline. It wasn't but on our our notes. Harrison texted me saying he was looking at a new training program sponsored by Daniel Ricardo. Harrison, well, tell let's us about give a this backstory here. Okay. So, as we know, you know, COVID's been hard on everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So me, I." I used to keep in good shape back in the day. I grew up playing soccer, running track and field, playing basketball. Used to be in shape. In 2018, I was taking fitness classes, was like working out, and then COVID hit and everything stopped. And I thought, man, I just don't feel good. Like I think a lot of us do. You know, we've we've been in our houses for two years now. We haven't we've really all, been. We've like all some gained weight. Have been. We're all just kind of, you know... <laughs> gotten out of the routine and working out and for me it's been a weird time also have pretty bad arthritis in my knee so in order to combat that i try to stay fit now like i said it's been a tough time so i was thinking you know it's time to get off the couch like a lot of us time to get off the couch so i thought you know what you know it'll be good for this podcast let's get trained by a Formula One trainer. I thought, surely 
one of them, one of the 20 out there, because it seems like all of them have their own, one of the 20, they got some training programs. We can, you know, get in touch, have them run up something. And I was on Instagram, got the idea, and saw Daniel Ricardo's trainer, Michael Italiano. And I thought, let me look him up. I Googled it, took the fitness test, ranked 51%, and it said, we recommend for you the platinum level. <laughs> Which that. I'm assuming they would recommend that for everybody, just because <laughs> you'll find out in a second why. And I thought, the platinum level, that sounds cool. And it was like, personalized nutrition, uh, personalized workout plans just for you. We will write them down and make them just for you. And I thought, that sounds so great. And I scrolled down a little bit more, and it was like, here, also, 24-7 helpline, direct email to people. And I thought, oh, this can't get any better. And then I scrolled on down, and it was, I saw $449. And I thought, for a year, that's not bad. But it's then I saw the little slash, and a month after it, $450 a month. And I thought to myself, no freaking way can I afford that. Paying half of somebody's rent for a trainer, which I guess if you're the best of the best, cool. But then the funnier part is I clicked to the right. That was the platinum package. Click to the right to the gold package. Access to every workout, access to all the nutrition plans. The only thing you don't get is it tailored to you. $20 a month. <laughs> so I can just have everything and tailor it myself, however, which I guess is part of the problem, but have all the recipes, have that and go hire just some regular trainer to tell me what to do off of this list for less than that. $20 a month. So uh, my challenge to everybody is let's make this 90 days of fitness. Formula One fitness. Okay. Starting on Monday. So I'm off this weekend. Off Thursday and Friday and Monday and Tuesday. So on Monday, my challenge to you, the listeners, is let's go have, let's finish the year out strong. 90 days. We'll do a, (laughs) on Monday, I'll do a, if I can on Monday, or I'll give myself a week to work out. And then on Monday, the next Monday, we'll do a baseline Formula One fitness test. I don't know what that consists of. I'll have to do some research. I've seen are, a couple videos of people are, doing the baseline test. Are you looking for like weigh-in? St- are you looking to like lose weight or are you just looking to No, I just want to get back in shape. Okay. We're just looking for a healthier lifestyle. We're going to set our goals. I'll set some goals next week. We'll set some goals, and then we'll do the baseline test. And then for 90 days, we'll follow a nutrition plan. We'll work out however many days a week we choose. And I'll document it all. And I'll update on the podcast, and we'll go from there. That's exciting. Building a healthier lifestyle. Are you going to take before and after photos? No, I'll probably not. I mean, I can, I guess. Post it on the Instagram. Post it on the Instagram. Are you going to do it or no? Uh, you want me to join you, dude? Yeah, you want to join? Listen, I'm just kidding. Your wife's a my, little harder. Your life's a little my, harder than mine. My wife has been. I will do this because if I say it to my wife, she will jump all over it because she's been trying to get me to work out with her for a while, and it's just difficult with the new baby. Um, True. But as I am about to turn thirty years old, again, as another thought in my mind, 
We're about but to hit 30. We're about it's time to, to 30. get off the couch. Yeah. We got to be uh, there. So, all right. So we'll do it together. We'll, all right. So we'll, okay. today's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. So starting on Monday, we'll, we'll make fitness plans, goals, not plans, goals, 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 goals. We'll talk about them on Tuesday. We'll do some research this week, find a baseline test, find some plans to follow. Which and I'll then, do the research because I think I have more time, and then, okay. and then we'll talk about it on Tuesday, but we'll start on Monday with this, and then the next oh. Monday we'll we'll start the workout for real. So, you got the twenty seventh, which is a big day in my life, but the twenty seventh, my wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary! Yep. Uh, we will start making our research making our plans and then on october the 4th that'll be our cut everything out and start for real eating the right things and working out a lot deal awesome so party that weekend so you got you've got a week and a half week and a half to get everything out all right and you know what's a great fitness program to use apple fitness plus is now available (laughs) on your apple device (laughs) god if Right, I wonder how much me... Apple... Do you think Apple would pay a lot for an ad or no? I mean, they don't need it. No. Let's be honest. We're not cool enough. We're not Apple clientele, and Apple doesn't need our, our help. True. I don't think Apple... I mean, I we're talking Apple about them for free right now. Any ads. Um, Especially in America. Yeah. So, I uh, also just want to say, you know, $450 a month for us country bumpkins uh, is a lot. But, you know, like in New York, that's probably like the cost of 24-hour fitness or something i don't think so 450 is a lot listen i have not seen anything to the contrary so that's what i'm gonna go with true i mean it probably (laughs) is a little bit worth yeah you're right uh i was just shocked when i saw that because i thought maybe you get like a there might be like a fitness plan that he just created that would be and i thought 450 dollars is crazy but all right the formula one the Track Limits Formula One Fitness Challenge to Better Our Lives 2021. <laughs> Fun run for the cure. <laughs> is going to... Uh, all right. Here's it some work on that. October, well, planning starts September 27th. I will say I need to lose weight, so that's great for me. Commences on the 4th. I'll look up a baseline <laughs> plan. We'll, we'll figure it out. We got a week okay. and a half. Harrison also soaking wet weighs 130, so... That's, I mean, that's not close. Uh, cl- I mean, no, but <laughs> yeah, add a little bit to that. Yes, Harrison weighs one fifty. By the way, I describe it, you'd think I was like two fifty with the way I feel. No, no, he, you could, yeah, he could blow like over one, with a breeze. I think I'm about one seventy five right now. Anyways, all right, top five time. <laughs> top five, Harrison. Did you top come up five with something? Time. I did. All right, here's what my top five is. Okay, I'm gonna save mine for next year, next week. Our top five is going to be top five U.S. cities. Have we done this? Top five U.S. cities or locations, not necessarily a city, or locations to host a Formula One race. Spurred on by the thought that NASCAR is going to the L.A. Coliseum. Uh, okay. Now, none of these places are... There's only two grade one FIA tracks in the United States. Oh yeah, it doesn't even so have to we're be gonna, a track. It could just be like a city that you want to see build a track. 
Gotcha. Or like a location, like if you said, I want to see him race around uh, the Washington Monument. God bless. Can you imagine that? Yeah, I really blanked on what I was originally going to say. I still am blanking. Oh, Mount Rushmore. That's what I was going to say. And then I just went with, yeah, I went with that. (laughs) All right. um, All right, I'm ready. My number five is New York City. Formula E's already done it. But they did it in Brooklyn. I'm thinking we shut down Manhattan. We go <laughs> we go across across a bridge, maybe. Never gonna happen. We go through Central Park. I mean, it's wide enough, but it'll never. I mean, that couldn't happen. But I mean, can you imagine? That'd be pretty cool. Empire yeah, State but... Building in the in the backdrop. Statue. Of, you see the pan of Statue of Liberty as it comes around. Hmm. I think the roads are too tight in most places, and you couldn't really shut. I mean, they shut roads down for movies. Surely yeah. they they could do it for four days, right? Uh, my number five is one that uh, is actually going to be on the uh, schedule for next year, and that's Miami. Oh. Uh, I'm excited to see how that track goes. Of course, people are calling it a parking lot circuit, which it basically is, but so is Sochi. So it'll be exciting to see. Yeah, well, we can't say that about Sochi, and then we just talked about how Mercedes has won every single time. And what if it's happened. Ferrari that wins every time in Miami? That's not McLaren, but okay. I mean, I was just saying a team. Okay, what's your number four? My number four has already been done by another race series, Nashville? and that would be Nash Vegas, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. It was a little... Indy race wasn't all that great but i think with some tweaks it could definitely be there nashville's got it i, I believe like in Nashville. i almost put them on my list i also almost put bristol on my list i did have uh, bristol on my list but i then you said cities and i was like okay that doesn't yeah i put so uh, bristol. yeah i thought about bristol that'd be cool i mean pointless but cool uh i put sonoma Ooh. which i think it's a nascar track track i think is it still? Is it called? Sears? It's not called Sears Point anymore. I don't know what it's called now. Something weird. Uh, but yeah, Sonoma, California. I think it'd be cool. Put them out in wine country. All the fancy folk have it. Have it like the Kentucky Derby. Everybody dresses up real nice. Goes sip some wine. Watches Formula One. It'd be a different scene than NASCAR nice. crowd, but it'd be cool. There you go. Um, my next one would be um, Seattle. The reason why I say Seattle, weather conditions. That's cool. And I won't tell you what number, but Seattle is on my list. Was it number one? No, no, no. <laughs> number one's even cooler than that. Yeah, I like okay. that. That's a good number. Rain every day. That would be cool. That's my number two, so I'll just say my number three, and then you can give your number two. Okay. Seattle's my number two. I think it's cool. By the water. I like tracks by the water. So she's by, so she's by the water. Sandfort was by the water. I don't think it's like I just think it's cool to like see the water there and they're racing next to it. Uh, my number three, Talladega. Put us down in Alabama. Let us run some Formula One cars through the infield. Get up on that banking. Oof, through the trioval. Can you imagine? I mean, there yeah, might be some wrecks, but I I can't imagine because <laughs> that is my number two, Talladega. Because really? everyone's talking about this banking in Zandvoort. And it oh, doesn't even it, come close to the 33 degree in Talladega. Let me see 33 some real banking. degree banking in Talladega. What's crazy is like um, 
that was part of their complaint about Indianapolis was the the high speed banked turn. So then, but I guess Zandvoort's wasn't that high speed. But yeah, Talladega is my number three, and your number two. Yes, my number two. All right, what's your number one? My number one. For those of you who don't know the history, before this became a premier race track, races used to be done on the beach here and done through the city before it turned into a track. Many a racer have put their name into the upper echelon of racing history by winning this coveted race. And that is, of course, none other than the Sharpie... No, I'm just kidding. The (laughs) Daytona 500. 500. We just turned Daytona. It can go through the speedway. I don't even care. It goes through Daytona. And yes, so... Daytona, the, I know they say the last great Coliseum is Bristol, but come on. All, all, the the great racing pinnacle that is Daytona. That would be cool. I like that. That's a good one. It'd be much better than those NASCARs running down there in the road course. I mean, if we're going to show, I I didn't go with Indianapolis because obviously that's already on there. I didn't say Coda because obviously, but, um, you know, it, I think that I just, when you think racing, especially in America, you think of Indianapolis and Daytona. And to a certain extent, you could, I guess, say Charlotte because there's a lot of racing in Charlotte. That's but where they're based. Anyway. Yeah, I think you're correct my in your statement. Yeah, I like Daytona. Also, honorable mention for me, bringing back, <laughs> uh, bringing back Long Beach. But uh, my number one isn't a city. It's a landmark. Build a track in the middle of the Arizona is Arizona Arizona desert. Put me next to the Grand Canyon or in the Grand Canyon. Have some Formula One cars driving next to that big hole in the earth. I, I can just gonna... I can see the helicopter shot over it next to the track. You got the Grand Canyon right there. Maybe even put a jump in there. Jump over the Grand Canyon. But yeah. That's my number one. I don't know. That would never happen. So what we want to do... It would be cool to have a track like out there, like not necessarily right next to it, but like near it. We need to go into a national park and just pave the hell out of it. No, not... Well, I mean, a lot of them are. (laughs) I'm saying... Not necessarily... Okay. That was a hypothetical. But in reality, if you... Like, put it like uh, half a mile down the road outside the park. Near, this, not in the national park, but like where that canyon continues up. You know what I'm saying? This man, this man played one level in Gran Turismo, and now he wants every race to happen. I just want like a nice backdrop to the race. You know, Spa has the mountains and the trees. Austria's got the mountains. Coda's got Texas. Give us something well, with some character. Well, that's why we need the the Gatlinburg Grand Prix. <laughs> Run us up the Foothills Parkway. The dragon. Oh we got the dragon. God. Put him on the dragon. Let him run. And a red flag. There's a bear on the road. Be like, uh, somebody's <laughs> run off and fallen 50 feet down a ravine in their car. Mm. Yeah, Grand Canyon, number one. Number, 
Right. Put us out in the desert. Not even Bonneville Salt Flats or anything like that. It's nah, just like, let me see the why, Grand Canyon. You know what? We should have said Las Vegas because there was talk for a while that they... But they've done one in something, Vegas before. Yeah. It's just, I think it's too hot. I mean, maybe not in 2021, but in 1990 or whenever it was, 80. They were going to bring it back or something? I'm sure the drivers are for it. Where was the other... Was there... What other U.S. city had one? Was it... Detroit's had one. Dallas has had one. Uh, I'm thinking of Phoenix. Phoenix had one. That's that was what I'm thinking of. Yep. Yeah, Vegas, they did it in, like, the Caesars parking lot, and it was a disaster. <laughs> that's the one where, um, <laughs> is that, I think that's the one where Mantle got out of his car and, like, tried pushing it and then passed out. And then went to the casino. Yeah, then he went and smoked and like, you know what? And he's like, you know what, I got tickets to Pinto, ladies. I forget this. Let me double check myself. But we yeah, have, ladies and gentlemen, that was just, that is not true. That was just something he said to be funny. There is no proof that that is what happened. Oh, yeah, we don't know about that. Hey, I mean, imagine, you know, Valtteri Botas wins the Las Vegas Grand Prix, and then there's just a bunch of showgirls on either side of him in front of the, is it the Bellagio fountain? Which one's the big fountain? The Bellagio, yeah. Yeah, they're in front of that that's shooting up in the background on the podium. I mean, that would be pretty cool, other than the fact that they raced in a parking lot. (laughs) They raced down we the need street. more spectacles. Like Monaco can't be the only spectacle of the year. You need more. People are going for gasps. Yeah, we what do need, we want? We need uh, if let's just over Americanize this sport. Why don't we? Absolutely, make it oh, bigger. It was a, yeah, I was in the Caesar's Palace parking lot, and it looks like a three fingers. Well, anyways. Maybe someday. Maybe we just keep Las Vegas. Las Vegas can do it if they want. Yeah, build us a track out there. I'll write Warren Buffett an email. He is my boss, and we'll see what he says. Perfect. Okay, well, that's it for today, folks. If you have any questions or comments, you can send it to us, tracklimitspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at tracklimitspod. Please uh, leave mean comments for the stewards. We cannot handle mean comments. And uh, Lando Norris was mentioned in this episode, I do believe. Harrison, any parting words? Um, look forward to joining everyone on our fitness journey. Maybe we'll vlog it. Absolutely. I already forgot the name of it, but something about like uh, Formula One. Fun run form- for the 5K for the Q. I don't know. What it is. Formula One track limits podcast fitness challenge 2021 for betterment for overall healthier life see you next week folks bye bye, bye.